Good morning, St. Michael's. Will you please stand? Lord, we are just so grateful for the invitation that you have given us to enter into your throne room with you today. Just help us unload what we're carrying. Let us bring it to you this morning. Just let us enter in with you in this holy place, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Breaking 
Almighty God, to you all hearts are open, all desires known, and from you no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this, love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these.
God, whom truly to know is everlasting life, grant us so perfectly to know your Son, Jesus Christ, to be the way, the truth, and the life, that we may steadfastly follow his steps in the way that leads to eternal life. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, Forever and ever. Amen. May be seated. Children. Where are the children? <laughs> All right, there you are. Very fast. <laughs> Excellent. If you would all pray with me for these young warriors for the kingdom as they go off to Sunday school. 
Heavenly Father, I pray that you would watch over and keep each one of these children safe, Lord God, in your very special place. You'd watch over and keep them. Lord, that you'd fill them with your knowledge and with your wisdom and with courage. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Good morning. Our first reading is from the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 7, verses 55 through 60. But he, Stephen, being full of the Holy Spirit, gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. And he said, look, I see the heavens open and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. Then they cried out with a loud voice stopped their ears and ran at him with one accord, and they cast him out of the city, and they stoned him. And the witnesses laid their clothes at the feet of a young man named Saul. And they stoned Stephen as he was calling on God and saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Then he knelt down and cried out with a loud voice, Lord, do not charge this sin. Do not charge them with this sin. And when he had said this, he fell asleep. The word of the Lord. This morning's psalm is Psalm 31. Please read responsibly at the asterisk. In you, O Lord, I put my trust. Let me never be ashamed. Deliver me. Bow down your ear to me. Deliver me speedily. For you are my rock and my fortress. Pull me out of the net which they have secretly laid for me. Into your hand I commit my spirit. Redeem me. I have hated those who regard useless idols. I trust in the Lord. I will be glad and rejoice in your mercy, for you have considered my trouble. And have not shut me up into the hand of the enemy. Have mercy on me, O Lord, for I am in trouble. My eyes waste away. Glory be to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. The second reading is from First Peter chapter two, verses four through ten. Coming to him as to a living stone, rejected indeed by men, but chosen by God and precious, you also, as living stones, are being built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood, 
to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Therefore, it is also contained in the scripture. Behold, I lay in Zion, a chief cornerstone, elect, precious, and he who believes on him will by no means be put to shame. Therefore, to you who believe, he is precious. But to those who are disobedient, the stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone, and a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. They stumble, being disobedient to the word to which they also were appointed. But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness and into his marvelous light, who once were not a people, but are now the people of God, who had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. The word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to St. John. Glory be to thee, O Lord. St. John, chapter 14, beginning in verse 1. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would not have told you. I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And where I go, you know, and the way you know. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going, and how can, you, and how can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you had known me, you would have known my Father also. And from now on, you know him and have seen him. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father, and it is sufficient for us. Jesus said to him, Have I been with you so long, and yet you have not known me, Philip? He who has seen me has seen the Father. So how can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father in me? The words that I spoke to you, I do not speak on my own authority. But the Father who dwells in me does the works. Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father in me, or else believe me for the sake of the works themselves. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these he will do, because I go to my Father. And whatever you ask in my name... That I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. 
the gospel of our Lord. Praise be to thee, Lord Christ. That uh, either greater things shall you do. Uh, you may be seated. Father, we just pray that uh, as we dwell on that word a little this morning, that you really cause it to go deep, that we'll understand it with our minds, but we'll be able to grasp it with our hearts and see it begin operating in a special way that, uh, Lord, we might really get our program moving in uh, just a mighty flow. We pray for a mighty flow at St. Michael's, Lord, and I see it coming. Jesus' name. You know, we knew at the beginning of the year that God was uh, bringing us increase in our spirituality and we were challenged in Lent to really press into that and see how far God would take us individually and corporately as a, as a group. I want to continue to encourage you not to in any way give up, but press in. <clears throat> One of my favorite books in the whole Bible is Acts. You know, here we see this new people of God that uh, are living out this new Christian life. And thanks be to God, we have writers documenting, and they have no idea what they're doing. There's a new and living way walking in it, and, and boy, that's that's how they they found themselves. And so it's always been... Uh, just a fascinating, fascinating book for me. It's my favorite history book in the whole world. As we read these encounters of people that made this conversion into this this new faith, and, and in so many ways they're clueless, but in so many ways they're on fire for the Lord too. <clears throat> You'd like to include the first disciples in this uh, grandiose picture, but in reality, the the first disciples were, uh, in many ways, cowardly, poor, frightful behavior is what we saw coming out (laughs) for much of that, that early time in the upper room and the first early days of betrayal. They denied even knowing him. Hard to believe the same people you spent three years one-on-one with. And I hope that as we uh, adventure into our continued walk with the Lord, that we can uh, we can do better than that, that we can continue to be a, a courageous people. Thank God uh, for women. You know, if it wasn't for the woman, we might still be sitting here waiting for him in that upper room. 
But uh, as they often do, they're the first out of the gate, and they actually uh, bring the initiation of what becomes the salvation of mankind. And for that, we commend you. In Acts, uh, Peter reports uh, Stephen testifying that he looked up in heaven and he observed the business of God being carried out. Can you imagine that? First, we see an obvious man of tremendous faith. Here you got the disciples floundering around, and, and you have Stephen who he looks at these offbeat dog on. You can't believe this. What so what an amazing guy. And he's well, well rewarded. He gets to be the first martyr. <laughs> uh second after Jesus, I suppose, in that sense. But it says, he being full of the Holy Spirit, gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God. And what I see there is, if we want to see the glory of God, we've got to be gazers. You've got to, you've got to believe. You see, he saw what he saw through the window of faith. How else? I mean, all the other people think he's nuts. So they obviously didn't see it. And so what was that defining thing that caused him to have that amazing experience? Faith. Faith. Let faith arise and your enemies be scattered. And often, number one tool that the enemy uses are thoughts. Simple thoughts. Thoughts of indecision. Thoughts of question. Just the simplest little doubt that begins eroding the faith that God's trying to build up in each one of us. And and so that's why it's really good if you have these little phrases. We used to do this back in the early days of my Christianity. And I wish we did them more. I'm going to start doing them more. Aaron, you're going to hear me muttering around the house. Faith arise, enemies be scattered. Faith arise, enemies be scattered. Because those things build us up. Those things are positive confessions. Positive confessions work. You know, negative confessions sure don't. What about the people who, oh, he's nuts. Let's stone him. I mean, obviously didn't get many accolades, he got stoned for his observation. And yet, look where he must be in his place with the Lord, one of the great giants of the faith. But he being full of the Holy Spirit, gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God. How many of you would like to see the glory of God today? Me? Yeah. I want to see it. I believe I'm going to see it. Not today, tomorrow, or maybe the next day. But soon I'll see it. 
And I want to see it over and over. I want to see it in, I want to see it in the eyes of people. I want to see it in the unusual circumstances that transform themselves and make something that looked like it was never going to work, work in such a mysterious way as God intervenes as only he can do. But he being full of the Holy Spirit gazed into heaven. He saw the glory of God. In John chapter 14, Jesus is testifying this magnificent heavenly place prepared for us. He could see. The eyes of his faith were working really, really well. 2020, for better. And he says that God is preparing mansions. My wife was elated. This should cause your faith to soar. These aren't just words on a page. The most powerful book ever written. And the author who's developing these thoughts is God himself, the Lord Jesus Christ. And so Jesus testifies this magnificent heavenly place prepared for us. And he tells them that they're preparing mansions for a faithful people of God. Let not your hearts be troubled. You <coughs> believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. And if it were not so, I would have told you. He's not trying to trick us. He certainly doesn't lie. And so why don't we jump all over these words? You want a mansion? I'm going to get you a mansion, Aaron. Bigger and better than I could ever do in my own strength. Because I'm going to lead you right before his throne. Let not your hearts be troubled. You believe in God. Believe in me also. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not true, I would have told you. See, one of the problems is you don't want to wait till then for your mansion. But you don't have to. That was the gospel message today. What can you believe God for? Are you believing God for it? Are you asking him for it? It says, I'm going right now to prepare a place for you, and I'll come again and I'll receive you. And where I am, you'll be there also. We are seated in heavenly places right now with Christ Jesus. I don't know how all that comes about. 
I don't know how all that transpires, but I know that we are seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus in a conscious way, not in some ethereal way, in a conscious, concrete way that I can't tell you, (laughs) but I know we are seated with him there. And in the same way, he's here. He's here with you today. Whatever you're going through, you might be one of those high mountains or you might be in one of those low valleys. Because we all, that's life, isn't it? <clears throat> but what a comfort. What a strong support to know that wherever you are in that cycle, he's there with you. He's there with you as the protector. He's there with you to comfort. He's there with you to strengthen. He's there with you to teach you all things. Man, that's powerful. Let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. I go to a place for you. And that place is in heavenly places with him. So Acts records this astonishing uh, experience Stephen goes through. And it goes like this. But he, being full of the Holy Spirit, are you full of the Holy Spirit? You're getting there, Thomas. You're getting there, and you're going to see this now. Just like Stephen. But he being full of the Holy Spirit. You know, it doesn't mention anybody else being full of the Holy Spirit. In fact, it mentions everybody else being very ticked off at him being full of the Holy Spirit. You know what he got from bringing this message of joy and hope and strength? He got martyred. They took him out and beat him up and stoned him. And I have always, I've always had a sense, you know, my Bible scholars around me here, but I've always had a sense he knew it. He knew exactly what he's doing. He knew exactly what the result was going to be. And that's a big statement to make. It must have been, or he would, nobody would pay that price. But he, being full of the Holy Spirit, gazed into heaven, and he saw the glory of God. And Jesus, standing at the right hand of God, and said, as a result of this observation, Look, I see the heavens open, and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. The legitimacy of this account is evident by the fact that Stephen was willing to be martyred and was in fact stoned. And that demonstrates to me he clearly saw it and he believed it. Otherwise he would have denied it. Like, oh, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. I just kidding. <laughs> Put the stones down. No. 
No, he said make my day. But I'm not denying this. That's what I saw. And that's what's up there. Jesus wants us, brothers and sisters, he wants us to get it. He wants you to succeed. He wants you to succeed in God's perfect plan for you. That's a hitch. I know with me it was. <laughs> many, many times still to this day, his ways aren't my ways, or maybe I should say my ways aren't his ways. And we have a little adjustment session. And I've never adjusted him yet. <laughs> but he has a plan. His plan is that we succeed in God's perfect plan for our life. And evidently, that means to join in this heavenly paradise that Stephen saw. His plan, along with the Father's, is for us to live with him as family. See, we don't think of it enough as his being his brother or sister. Because it somehow seems to detract from his lordship, king of kings and but if you don't, you don't get that family part of it, which is so powerful. What's more powerful than family? Even in, in our human lives, isn't it all about family? Push come to shove. Yeah, it's a family. And that's why he purposely chose that concept to illustrate what our relationship with each other and him is to be like. And with the Father. He's our true Father. Jesus' dad... is for us. In my Father's house are many mansions. And Jesus' dad is hardly running off people. No, rather, he's constantly drawing us to him. And not just the best, but the all. The least, the lost, and the lonely. That's who he wants. That's the big challenge to fulfill, especially since God gave us all a free will to accept and receive him as our Savior and live eternally with him or reject his invitation and die 
in our sins. There's a, another huge concept to, to accept how all that works. Jesus said it's unlikely that we would ever think to do it for a righteous, deserving man because of our own stubborn and selfish nature. No, lay our life down for someone else? No. And there is too much of that in us, isn't it? However, not only is he willing to do it, to even conceive it is almost impossible, but I am here to tell you the truth that Jesus Christ, that's what he does. And that's who you can lean on and that's who you can count on. It's difficult for us to conceive. You can only do it if you start by realizing that God isn't like you at all. God is love. And God is incredible. He's not born in sin. He has no part in sin. And sin has never touched him. He is perfect in all ways. The author of perfection. Yet, don't ask me why, God befriends sinners. The Apostle Paul declares, when we were yet sinners, God found us, found us, because he was searching for us and called us to him. That is so powerful. And But it's also makes it so easy to see that there is a plan. And in his mind, it makes sense. <clears throat> I thank God. Because when I was yet a sinner, he looked me up. What is an impossible modus operandi for man is standard operating procedure for our Heavenly Father. Remember, God's love. In my Father's house are many mansions. It seems that it's quite different nowadays than it was in that first early experience of those first Christians who had everything in common. Have you read that in Acts, the early moments in Jerusalem? They didn't know how to behave. Some people had homes, some didn't, so they just communed. Very, very starvation and, and horrible, poor conditions for the Christians. And so they just 
came together and shared what they had. They had all things in common. So quite different from that now. Quite different than even most of our ideas and our living arrangements. What about leave and cleave? I was asking myself this morning. That's the Bible story too. In fact, it opens with that. And so how is it so unordinary that I wouldn't want to get out of my parents' covering and strike out on my own? But you see, there's not a conflict there. We're talking about a heavenly covering. Right? We're talking about a heavenly father. I, for one, couldn't wait to get out. But first realize that God never encouraged me to abandon my family, to turn my back on those relationships with my family members. No. Those ideas don't come from our Heavenly Father. They come from the devil. And a lot of times they accompany this new independent lifestyle that young men and women are supposed to have. Always remember the devil, number one protocol, divide and conquer. Divide and conquer. Don't let him divide you from your family. Don't let him divide you from your church. Don't let him divide you from your friends. And most of all, don't let him put doubt and divide him from your Lord. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I'll come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And where I go, you know, and the way you know. As Jesus prepared for his death, he taught his disciples one of the greatest kingdom paradoxes, using his own life as an example. Jesus told him, the hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Truly I tell you, unless a grain of wheat fall to the ground and dies, it remains by itself. But if it dies, it produces much fruit. The one who loves his life will lose it. And the one who hates his life, the one who hates his life, in this world, will keep it for eternal life. Father, we just pray, Lord, that uh, we would grow more serious in our faith. And, Lord, that we would see you at more turns, more places. And it we would ever understand that you're ever present, always waiting right there, Lord, to reach out and help us, encourage us, lift us up. 
and even to correct us, Lord, that we might not go astray. And so we declare thanksgiving. We are a thankful people. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, praise be to God. We're a little short today. Uh, I want you all to keep uh, Eric reading your prayers. He's back east in family business. I think he lost a grandmother or something. And uh, it's so funny. Uh, Eric always seems like a much younger man. But nowadays it's more like I'm the much older man. And he's coming to his own. And he is such a, an amazing and strong support around him. And... Uh, Becky and that whole family. So keep them in your prayers. We want to make sure they have safe travel, mercy, and uh, <clears throat> that God uses him in a mighty way in his family back there. Amen. Let's continue with the Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit, and the Virgin Mary, and was made man, and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried, and the third day he rose again, according to the Scriptures, and ascended into heaven, and is seated on the right hand of the Father, and he shall come again with glory, to judge the living and the dead, whose kingdom shall have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. And I believe one holy Catholic and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Brothers and sisters, the Father desires to answer our prayers that he may be glorified through his Son, Jesus. Therefore, let us bring our needs and those of the whole world before his throne. That God's church will boldly, will boldly proclaiming the praises of him who called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. Lord, in your mercy. That the church will bear witness that God alone has the authority to give and take human life. Lord, in your mercy. That governments will serve the needs of their citizens with justice and mercy. Lord, hear our prayer. Lord, in your mercy. That those who feel lonely, depressed, or abandoned will experience the love of God through the friendship of his people. Lord, in your mercy, 
that those who are searching for meaning and direction in life will find Jesus to be the way, the truth, and the life, both in this age and in the age to come. Lord, in your mercy, that we, like Stephen, will be faithful in our profession of Christ and willing to forgive others as we have been forgiven. Lord, in your mercy, that those in hospitals or nursing homes will see Christ in the people who care for them. Lord, in your mercy. Heavenly Father, you've called us to be a kingdom of priests in service to your kingdom. Hear our prayer. Give us the grace to worship you by serving others. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. As we prepare to celebrate the mystery of Christ's love, let us acknowledge our sins and ask the Lord for pardon and strength. <laughs> Most merciful God, I, I confess, confess that I have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed. By what I have done and by what I have left undone, I have not loved you with my whole heart, and I have not loved my neighbors as myself. I am truly sorry, and I humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on me and forgive me that I may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your name. Amen. The Almighty and merciful Lord grant you absolution remission of all your sins, true repentance, amendment of life, and the grace and consolation of his Holy Spirit. Amen. Peace, Lord, be always with you. With your spirit. Turn, greet your neighbor with peace. Peace. And the All right, the Lord be with you. Waiting on Father Lewis here for the announcements. Yes. Thank you. Um, this is big news I need to share with everybody, especially fathers. Next Sunday is Mother's Day. <laughs> Don't forget, you've been warned. <laughs> I was warned on the way here. What's that? I was warned on the way here. Yep, yep. So uh, Mother's Day, the week after that is our ladies' retreat. So uh, pray for me. Uh, no, I guess I'm not too bad. Most of my kids are off, so that's good. Maybe the other fathers with young children that they'll be watching. So pray for that. Pray for the ladies. Pray that it would be a great and glorious thing. Keep that in your prayers, and all you ladies, prepare to be there. Get ready. That's not next weekend, but the week after. All right, excellent. And one more thing. Men, our men's meeting is going to be on the 27th, and it's going to be at 8 a.m., and if you have questions about that, ask Father Ed. <laughs> he gets up early. Okay, that's it. That's everything I know and more. As we prepare to receive the body and blood of Christ in the Eucharist, let us respond to God's Word by engaging with Him in musical worship and presenting to God our tithes and offerings out of that which God has given to us. 
together. Through Christ, let us continually offer to God the sacrifice of praise. That is the fruit of lips that acknowledge his name. But do not neglect to do good and to share what you have, for such sacrifices are pleasing to God. Oh, no, don't. 
This is the table of the Lord. It's made ready for those who love him, for those who want to love him even more. So come, you who have much faith, you who have little, you who've been here often and you who haven't been here long, you who've tried to follow, you who've failed. You come because it's the Lord who invites you. It's his table. This is well that those who want him should meet him here this morning. Lord be with you. With your spirit. Lift up your hearts. Lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. Father, all powerful and ever living God, we do well always and everywhere to give you thanks through Jesus Christ our Lord. We praise you with greater joy than ever in this Easter season when Christ became our Paschal sacrifice. He's the true Lamb who took away the sins of the world. By dying, he destroyed death. By rising, he restored our life. And so with all the choir of angels in heaven, we proclaim your glory. And we join with their unending hymn of praise. Let your Holy Spirit come upon these gifts and make them holy, so they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. Forth he's given up to death, the death he freely accepted. He took bread, he broke it and gave it to his disciples. And he said, take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. When supper was ended, he took the cup. Again, he gave thanks and praise. He gave it to his disciples, and he said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of a new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this in remembrance of me. (laughs) 
let us proclaim this mystery of faith. Christ has died, Christ is risen, and Christ will come again. In memory of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Father, this life-giving bread, this saving cup. We thank you for counting us worthy to stand in your presence and to serve you. May all of us who share in the body and blood of Jesus be brought together in unity by the Holy Spirit. Lord, remember your church throughout the world. Make us grow in love, together with our patriarch Craig and all of the clergy. Remember those who were sick or infirmed in spirit, soul, or body. You remember all of those who are sailors at Camp Pendleton and stationed around the world, all the armed services, Susan, Naomi, and Sonia, and Sandra, Aaron, and Tammy. Liliana, Cheryl, Jonathan, Alfred, Jerry, and Bob. Add those that you are praying for. Draw our hearts to remember the poor and the broken. And as we receive the body and blood of Jesus, may we be transformed to become the body of Christ to the world. Have mercy on us all. Make us worthy to share eternal life with the apostles and the martyrs and all the saints who've gone before us. May we praise you in union with them and give you glory through your Son, Jesus Christ. By him and with him and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty God and Father, now and forever. Amen. Jesus taught us to call God our Father. We have courage to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Hallelujah, Christ, our Passover sacrificed for us. Therefore, let us keep the feast. Hallelujah. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy upon us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy upon us. O Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Grant us thy peace. The gifts of God for the people of God, take them to remembrance that Christ died for you, and feed on them in your heart with thanksgiving. So those who called at the supper today.
Savior Jesus Christ, and you have fed us with spiritual food in the sacrament of his body and blood. Send us now into the world in peace and grant us strength and courage to love and serve you with gladness and singleness of heart. In Christ our Lord. Amen. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in the battle and be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell, Satan, and all evil spirits who wander through the world, seeking the ruin of our souls. The peace of God, which passes all understandings, keep your heart. <laughs> I haven't done it so long, I forgot it. <laughs> the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, and the blessings of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be amongst you, remain with you always. Amen. Amen. No, I'm not. 